And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Listen, gentlemen, we all know that shaving the balls are one of the toughest places to shave on the male body. Luckily, at Manscaped, they've locked up scientists in a lab for the past 18 months, and they have perfected the ball hair trimmer. They call it the Lawn Mower 3.0. No more nicks, no more bloody messes, none of that stuff, right? I use it every morning in the shower. I walk out the front door with a fresh set of balls. I feel confident, ready to go take on the world. Remember, it's the little details that get you ahead in this life. Also remember, use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Head on over to the website now, manscaped.com, and start living a better life. Today on the High Button Podcast, very excited about this guest, Mitchell Balmas. Mitchell plays for St. Mary's in the U Sports League. Last year, playing 27 games, 17 goals, 26 assists. You do the math for 43 points. Unfortunately, their season was cut short this year in the Atlantics, or not Atlantics, Nationals, uh, at the U Sports Cup, U Sports Cup here in Halifax. Um, just in those six games. In the playoffs he played leading up to the U Sports Cup, he had six games played, one goal, five assists for a total of six points. So he's a key player in the St. Mary's Men's University Hockey Program. Before his time at St. Mary's, let me give you a little background of his junior career. First of all, we'll start with he's a Mem Cup winner with the Acadie Bathers, playing with guys like Noah Dobson, who is also a friend of the show. Also, he played for the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles. He was an assistant captain there, putting putting up excuse me, 82 goals. He had 64 games played, 43 goals. 39 assists for a total of 82 points. Talking too fast there. Um, he's also played for Charlottetown and Gatineau in the queue. Like I said, he grew up in Sydney, Cape Breton. So you know this guy's got a good personality on him. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Mitchell. we got a lot of mutual friends. It's going to be a great episode. I hope that you guys enjoy. This is the High Button Podcast. You know what comes next. Here we go. Here we go. And we are going. Congrats, Mark, on the first podcast start. Good for you, buddy. Uh, thanks. Uh, Mitchell, what's up, man? Not bad. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. Just trying to enjoy. I guess I guess summer's over, but got to be a little closer. Summer's over, but, you know, I'm still trying to enjoy the sun as much as it's here. Yeah, I'm trying to get as much golf as I can before the weather gets too cold, right? Seen a little cabot there. Yeah, no. Uh, obviously, cabot, nice course in Cape Breton, so I try to go there as much as I can. And my buddy actually worked there last summer. No way. So he golfed there for ten dollars. So whenever I golf with him, it was only a hundred. So no, took advantage of that as much as I could. It's all about having good buddies in life. That's exactly. unreal. Yeah. Isn't there, I, I'm could, isn't there two cabots? There's like a. There's actually three now. Three. So there's the eighteen hole, the the cabot links, and obviously the cabot cliffs is an eighteen, and they just built a par, uh, par three course this year. No. Ten hole par three, the nest. That's unreal. Yeah, it's it's actually a lot of fun. It's Man, incredible. There was a there was like a great deal going around this summer about. Because there was like two nights stay or like one night stay, two round of golf or something like yeah. that. And everyone, I, if you looked at Instagram this summer, everyone was just up there. Yeah, no, I actually got Getsy, uh, Keith Getz and uh, Maddie Welsh and Noah Lowen to come down. Oh, yeah. I was bugging them all year at Getsy trying to come down. So yeah. they had the deal on. We actually stayed one night and we played two rounds of golf. No. And I think it was... I think it was three hundred dollars taxes in, so that's not. It's hard to beat that race. Because isn't it like one of the nicest courses it's, in uh, Canada? Yeah, the the cliffs is it's first in Canada. I think it's ninth in the world, something like that. And the links is like third in Canada, third or fourth. So two rounds of golf for three hundred dollars is is nothing. Right? That's nothing. I mean, we're fortunate to live by the water. It's incredible. Sometimes you hear stories every now and then. It's like, oh yeah, Tiger Woods flew in, played a couple rounds today. You don't know if it's true, but you just say, eh, no, it could yeah. it could have happened. That's what I mean. My buddy, he so he had all like the ins and outs that he knew when the big guys were coming in and whatnot. So, so what did he do? He was like a caddy. 
No, he was. He actually worked in the office, just kind of like a, for like okay. a school class. It was, okay. it was it worked out perfect for him. That's unreal. Yeah, and so then most of the guys they would fly into Port Oxbury, yeah. and they'd take a helicopter, and they would land on the course. So there's one day he said he's working, and they weren't allowed to tell him who was coming and when. So yeah, he could, there was one guy coming. He texted us and boys like the helicopters coming, he landed on 18th green. Like, well, I'll tell you who it is. And 20 minutes later, of course, Eric Carlson coming in to play the course. He's like, oh my god, like wow. I was like, I was like scared to go talk to him. Like, <laughs> I wanted a picture, but I'm like, good. That's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Especially you growing up in Cape Breton. You've probably been playing there since you were a kid. No. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But it, it's it, the cliffs only opened probably about. I want to say like five, six years ago now. Oh, yeah. And so the, the links has been open for a bit more, but I, I really only got in golf the past couple of years lately. So oh, yeah? Yeah, trying to take more advantage of it. As Everyone's only got into it this past six months. Like, I'd never played, but I've played the more go- most golf of my entire life this past six months. No, I was the same way. Just you're, you're at home, you're in quarantine, and yeah. there's nothing else to do. But I know. Go with the golf course, right? Golf courses must have made a ton of money this year. I'd imagine. A ton. Yeah. Especially early on, but when they – uplifted the rules for you to go out yeah golf courses were ready to go i'd imagine so man how do you put so many points up like i'm looking at your elite <laughs> prospects and this year you just absolutely like how do you do that uh great line mates and coaching staff I'll, oh I'll, shut I'll, up i'll give them shut i'll up. give them all the credit <laughs> no how <laughs> no. do you do it you just was, you just how do you do it just tell me yeah, I, would love, can't. I would love to be able to tell you I man would, but just i i think just this year i was lucky enough to kind of come in and trevor had a lot of faith in me and he just kind of came in. I was, I was playing with Patchy and Getzy and Johnny for most half of the year. And yeah. obviously fourth, fifth year guys, me and Getzy just coming in rookies. And I just try to get open with this, with my stick on the ice. And hopefully it goes in the back of the net some most of the time. I remember some of the practices I went to this year. And I was around the room and out on the on the bench there. It just seemed like such a great group of guys. Like usually when I go into like mic up a team for the first time, I'm a little hesitant. Like, right, who am I going to see? Are these guys going to be fucking dicks? I just walked into the room, you know, eight guys. What's going on, belly? high button. How you doing? It just seemed like a great group of people no, together. Abs- absolutely. I think I, I had great teammates in junior. I, 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 was, I was pretty fortunate with that not to have any – have any bad teams or have yeah. played with any bad guys but then this year you kind of come in and it just seems like every new guy you meet was just really top top guy and you wanted to get to new everybody and i think it started with the coaching staff too i think trevor and nogs like they're not going to take any shit from any from anybody yeah. either right yeah. so it, it kind of starts with them and it kind of it rolls right through the, with the team sick new dressing room sick new rink how pumped are you? it's everyone's dream i feel like to go into an organization with a fresh rink fresh room like absolutely and you were that guy yeah in the um yeah, I just take you. You compare it to the form too, and I think. What do you mean by that? Just the I. I think the form is one of the worst links in the rinks. In the yeah, I was going to say, what do you compare it? I was like, what are you talking That's, about? I think yeah. it's just the complete opposite. opposite yeah, you know, yeah. it's certainly your last year junior. You're thinking about university and what schools you want to go to, and you know, I talked to Trevor a couple of times. He said, "Yeah, we got the new rink coming." I said, "Oh, geez, Trev, like." Smu was always on top of my list, but thank God it's you're getting the new rink because I think the form is miserable kind yeah. of thing. But, <laughs> so it's, 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 I was pretty lucky for it to come into my first year. Yeah. How was the setup with the uh, like the stalls in the locker? Did Fines he just organize everyone, or did you pick? Like, how did it work? Uh, so I think I was kind of I was kind of the new guy. So okay, most most of the guys had to they got their kind of first pick, and I was I got to pick the last of the the last of the bunch. But fine, now Fines he's amazing. He he did a great job with organizing the room and on the ice and with with everything so he's yeah. he's he's top notch with with everything he does he was my trainer in uh junior for a couple of years he was our trainer slash photographer 
So whenever our Double other duty. trainer couldn't come, he would just take pictures, or he would train. But when our trainer was there, he would take pictures, and he just kind of weaseled his way in through, and then he just turned it into a full time job. Yeah. Job. The guy loved no, it. No, it's he's 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 always the first guy to rank and the last guy to go. And yeah, he's phenomenal with everything he does. Um, so you won a Mem Cup. It's kind of a cool thing as well. Um, other than no, you're the last maritime team to win the Mem Cup. Yes, correct. Yes, it's pretty crazy. Fitzpatrick was on that team. Yeah. Dobson was on that team. Jordan Marr. Jordan Marr was on that boy. team. Yeah, Neuf Logan Chazen, Manning Anish, Keenan McIsaac, Ethan Crossman. There's a lot. There's actually a lot of maritime guys. I'm hoping not forgetting anybody, but. And it seems like every time I do a podcast, the common thread is just a good group of guys in the room make a great championship team. And when I walked into your SMU room this year and I saw the tightness of how you know close everyone was, it was like, oh, it's a good group. They got they could win. You guys, I think you won your game up at U Sports, the national championship, yep. the one game. And then you talk about a good group of guys winning a Mem Cup together. Do you find that's always the common thread of winning? I think absolutely. I think I think just t- touching about Bathurst when I when I first kind of came in there at Christmas, there was a lot of trades being made. And where were you before? Sorry, got no. Gatineau, Gatineau, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of trades coming in before after Christmas time, and yeah. every, it it didn't click right away. I think we we went on a before or after sorry Christmas after after the Christmas time it didn't right click after, it didn't click just not with not with the guys in dressing but it just it didn't kind of transform on the ice. Ooh. We weren't getting stats. We weren't we weren't winning games, and I think the media is always there. Like what's going on? The, the trades here. Like what's happening? And yeah, we kind of knew in the dressing room that looked like. We trust ourselves in the room. Like, there's all a bunch of good guys in here. Like, just get put to, get it to work and kind of get going. So we we actually went to a Quebec road trip. I think it was three games in three days, Love and that. we lost the first two games. I remember when we were like, <laughs> then we're, when we're starting to kind of panic, right? We're oh geez, like what's going on, right? And Everyone's looking at Fitzy. Why are you letting the <laughs> <laughs> stop it? Right? So our third game was in it was an afternoon game in Quebec City, and uh, the Videotron in Quebec, beautiful rink and. We're like, it's it's hard not to get a fire up for that game, right? Yeah. New ring, so we're we're gonna out there and warm up, and we're we're like nervous, but we're like trying to have fun at the same time. And yeah. Okay, Fitzy, like seal this game for us, and he's like, yeah, okay. So they scored in the first minute in the game, and we're like, oh my god, like not one of these. And <laughs> coach called the timeout, and I think ever since that timeout, we 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 won the game two one. I think Fitzy had forty five saves that game, like he stole us the game, and which is kind of funny, but. <laughs> Ever since then, we, we just rolled on. I think we won like 13, 14 games in a row after that, and everything just clicked. We came home. We had like a ping-pong tournament in the dressing room, and the guys just kind of really got to know everybody more than that. And yeah. I think ever since then, it, it just it, everything clicked and everything rolled for us. What was said in that timeout? To be honest with you, I don't even know. I think it was just more like relax, like trust yourselves and play your game. And I think that's when we knew that we really did have that good of a team and that we could do it. Wow. It, was, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just – trust yourself and ever since then and we started rolling winning championships in hockey especially are such a weird thing everyone feels like they have a formula to it but no one does it's just a feel type thing no absolutely it's, it's I, a feel type thing everyone could say you need goaltending no you need a great third line no you need depth you need so many things but it, i don't think anybody really knows it's just a type of feel in the room and a chemistry with a good group of people absolutely there's so there's so many things that goes into it. we got we got really lucky and i mean if, if you're gonna win you have to get lucky no doubt it's winnings is it's very tough. Yeah, and we got we got really lucky not with having any big injuries. And yeah, we we didn't lose any of our big guys with any injuries, and I mean, there's always some bumps and bruises in playoffs, but yeah. guys, most of the guys played through them, and like I said, we we just rolled on, and we were lucky enough to yeah. keep going. So when you who did you beat to win the Presidents Cup? Uh, Blainville. We beat them in Ooh. six games at home. Oh, 
Yeah, they and they were they were really offensive, really hard team to play against, and n- nothing came easy. Yeah, and then moving on to the Mem Cup after, how long did you have in between? Do you remember? Um, I do, I think we left two or three days later. So you're still a little hungover. So <laughs> you're still because you know you're out and you're, you're having a fun time. You're with still the guys. hammered, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're flying out on our private plane to Regina. I have no voice. Humble brag, private plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no voice. So I'm like, we're having, we're doing media the first day we're in interviews, and I, I can't speak. I'm thinking, oh my god, like this must sound like terrible. And the interviews are coming up trying to interview me, and I can't speak. I'm trying to, I got to drink water every time I drink four words. That's I'm amazing. Four words, right? That's amazing. They're like, Balmas, are you excited to be here? You're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just not like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Controversy with Balmas. Doesn't want to be at the Mem Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing I needed. That's so funny. Yeah, that's funny. And then the Mem Cup especially. I remember when Heinen was playing in the Mem Cup and we were down under talking to him and he was saying it's such a, it's nothing like a regular season or a playoff schedule. It's it's a... It's a balls-to-the-wall type thing. Go, go, go. Absolutely. And he said it was just a weird schedule. He said the ice was a little off because there's so many people skating on it. He just said there's so many little factors that you don't deal with in the regular season or playoffs. Did you find those little factors in the Mem Cup to, hard to deal with, or did you just um, – you couldn't yeah, tell anyone? Yeah, definitely, I think. Especially – I think the biggest thing was for me that all the teams were together. So in the regular season and yeah. playoffs, there's only two teams. Yeah. And you're on one side of the rink and they're on the other side. but. Now you could be playing against a team that's only two door, two dressing rooms down the room. And so. in the same hotel, too, maybe? Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, we were lucky. Every team had their own hotel. Okay. So we wouldn't have to run into any, any of them that way. But Big dogs. Just you were you had to walk out of your dressing room going on the ice, but you had to wait for the other team to walk by you. So they're walking by you, and you're, you know, it's in between periods, and you're getting a little rowdy. And yeah. you you got to watch them walk over, right, five <laughs> feet in front of you. So it's I, I found that was the biggest, not challenge, but kind of difference between. Yeah the playoffs in the memorial cup yeah it's such a crowded group you got a media center a workout center like a locker room center or like to to wash your jerseys and dry them and everything i remember being down under the tunnel it was just mayhem behind the scenes and i've never been underneath down below where a mem cup was we all just sit at home and watch it on tv you're like oh it's running smoothly it's great everything's perfect but underneath it's just like no 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 go 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 tv stations everything go behind the doors there's there's so much more work that you never, you don't necessarily always see on television. Yeah, how much stuff actually happens to make sure it, it runs smoothly. The that. volunteers too, like volunteers sitting at every corner. Yeah, we had two. People. We had two volunteers that kind of brought us around the city if we needed to go anywhere. So they were they were great guys, and I still keep touching them today. Actually, oh, yeah? that's that's how nice of a guys they were. So I think the whole the whole city kind of kind of embraced us. I mean, obviously they're still cheering for their their own team, but yeah. they, it was it was nice how the city kind of came in together and welcomed us to the to their city. When we went up, me and dudes, to uh, Atlantics, I think it was two years ago now, and the Max won Atlantics to go to the Telus Cup, and we were in the room fortunate enough, and the coach, Tim Boyce, went, um, there's no pressure on us, guys. We made it to Atlantics. We weren't even supposed to be here. Just go out and have fun. Did you have a little bit of that mentality? Yeah, I think I think everybody, even kind of coming into in our playoffs, nobody had, us, nobody had us picked to win. Yeah. And even the Moral Cup, nobody had us picked to win. I think, I think the WHL team. They, they, I think it might have been Regina. I forget. I forget what team it was. Yeah. But they, um, they kind of said that we're bigger, we're stronger than them, we're faster than them, we're gonna roll right over them. <laughs> and, you know, we we kind of had those comments in the dressing room. So you're kind of looking at those comments coming yeah. on the ice. So yeah. We didn't really want to take necessarily the underdog role, but we definitely weren't the favorites either by any means. So we just kind of played it. Just didn't really worry about the, what the media thought, and we yeah. just kind of we trust ourselves in their locker room and we just played our own game. Love it, man. 
I love that stuff. I always wish there was behind the scenes access in junior hockey, just like there's in the NHL. Like when they did that, they did it one year in like Saskatoon on Sportsnet when they hosted the Mem Cup and they followed them throughout the year. I find there's so many better storylines in junior than there is pro. No, I don't know. Just like I, a kid's failing math, he might not play today. Like, you know, like there's so many things that yeah. just like pop up that you don't even think about. No, I, remember, I, find I remember game. It was game. Game two. It was. We were supposed in the to Mem Cup. No, in in playoffs. Okay. Maybe game four, or game two. What I can't, yeah. I can't remember which way it started. What mean, sorry, game four, game four, and we had um we had a morning skate or whatever. Yeah, came off morning skate. Normally I go home and I would I would nap and, but I had to go to I had to go to class. I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to do a test or something that day. Yeah, just something completely different that you wouldn't have to worry about in the NHL, right? Yeah, compared to junior hockey. There's a lot more funny storylines like that. It's funny. Yeah. It's like, all right, everyone in high school, you got to go to school today. And some of the guys are like, no, no, no. I'm going to play Fortnite. And then they get in trouble and they don't play. And I don't know. No, I think it's fun. Definitely for sure. Um, so the transition from uh, Major Junior to, I guess we didn't even talk about Cape Breton. I wanted to talk about Cape Breton, playing in front of your family and friends. How was that experience? Yeah, that was awesome, I think. It's only one year though, right? I, it's just my last so year. So it's good year. It's good to have that. Yeah, and I know? was, I don't know, looking back when I was 16, I was kind of hoping the Eagles were going to draft me. Kind of staying home would have been easier for me. But in a way, I'm happy that I, I moved on and I, I grew up and I kind of got to experience what living from home was. And I kind of grew up a lot quicker than I would probably yeah. staying at home. Yeah. And I enjoyed my two and a half years in Charlottetown, my year in Gatineau, my half a year in Bathurst. But being able to come home and have that fifth year junior, living at home, my parents, my two brothers again, its it was it was playing in front of family and friends. It, was, it meant a lot for me. Kind of, I, I grew up an Eagle fan, I think. Yeah. I was, I was a little kid. I got pictures on my phone of me in, in little Eagle jerseys. I think he asked me what my favorite team was, and it wasn't the Leafs or the Canadians. It was the Screaming Eagles, right? Love it. And so it was, it was a lot of fun for me to be able to, to wear that jersey and to play in front of fa- family and friends every night. Yeah, I believe it. It's crazy growing up being in a junior town and then you actually get to play for the team. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does happen, it's hard to describe as well. No, it's absolutely. Very hard. And the way we were coming home from Regina and our plane actually touched down in Bathurst, you know, you had, had a lot of fun the night before <laughs> and you're still kind of groggy the next morning. I remember the wheels touching the ground in Bathurst and I just kind of woke up and all the guys are screaming at me on the plane like Mitch you got traded you got traded you got traded no and I'm thinking no I didn't like come on what do you mean and yeah fair enough of course Twitter it's all over Twitter that I got traded to Cape Breton no so I wasn't even back in Bathurst yet before I and you traded. found out on Twitter yeah <laughs> that's what it was what's your agent doing he's just <laughs> at home celebrating still <laughs> yeah, so I called him he called me and like, congratulations whatever I said oh thanks whatever I heard there's rumors like that I've got traded. Like I heard that night after the game. Yeah. And they said, no, like I, I haven't heard anything, and but I'll check on you. And I'll yeah. call you in a couple of days, whatever, enjoy it. And say, yeah. okay, thanks. And there enough, Twitter was there to break the news. That's so funny. Yeah. And I got traded three times, and Twitter broke the news to me two out of the three times. Twitter, man, it's a reliable source. Oh, I love is. Twitter. Yeah, you got to like, be careful with it. Yeah, a little, but whatever. Yeah, I like it's it. It's fun, yeah. How was that outdoor game in Gatineau? Incredible. Talk about the challenges there. Yeah, so we, we we actually had a shorter Christmas break because of it, because I think it was two days later than everybody else. But I think were you a little pissed? I mean, you first you look at it and like, oh my god, like you, like you want to be home with yeah. family and friends or whatever. But I think I would I would have probably passed up my whole Christmas break in order to play that another game with that game. That's really, a, it was it was incredible. Right oh. away, it's you, I think it was it was like a two two three o'clock start. Originally supposed to be two o'clock start. Okay, so you're up you're up at nine or whatever you're. 
I have a little pregame routine, so I had my pass at nine at nine o'clock in the morning. Right? Oh Jesus! Sorry, is it in Gatineau? Where is the game being played? It was in Ottawa. Ottawa. So, so yeah, Gatineau. You're the home team. It, yeah. We're the ro- road team. We're playing. We're playing the sixty sevens. Oh, okay. Sorry, my mistake. Okay, yeah, I keep no. going. So then we're up and we take the bus over, and you're. It's it's a it's a football stadium, so we're in a football dressing room, and nothing. It's it's nice. It's it's huge, right? Yeah, it's a football room. Exactly. So we're getting gear off, and then our coaches come in and say, "Look, boys, like." It's delayed an hour because it's too sunny. The, the sun is melting the ice. So you're thinking that's great because I want to play under the lights. It's still an afternoon, but still the lights, okay. are, the lights would come on okay. eventually. Okay. I think all oh, this perfect, right? Like yeah. you can't write it up any better. So we had we had a bunch of our like equipment manager. Like they went went to Sobeys and got us snacks because obviously you're not playing for that extra hour, right? You need yeah. And just right from right from warm up, I remember kind of going out and we got our picture done, skating around, looking at everything. And uh, I, I don't even remember warm up. I just remember just looking at the stands and trying to get the views in. Right? How many people were there? There was eighteen thousand. Get the fuck eighteen thousand people. Eighteen thousand people. And I remember coming out. That's like NHL. That's more like that's more than Arizona would ever get. Exactly. Like, that's incredible. That's what I mean. It, it didn't feel like that. At, again, you're in a football stadium, but yeah, you, you can still like feel it. How, yeah. how many people there are? Yeah. And I remember just, I was I started I was on the ice for O Canada and just like you're like oh my god is this like really happening you get the <laughs> eye black on your eyes and the, the ski mask on and I just want I said come on just, just get me a point or whatever yeah. and just get me a point and you know, lucky enough I was I was able to get a hat trick you got a hat trick in that game I did yeah oh my god it's actually it's actually the first it's the first hat trick in an outdoor game in North America. Get the fuck yeah, out of sti- here. My stick's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Did you know that, Mark? I did not know okay, that. Okay, good. That makes me feel better because <laughs> this is the stack guy, so it's good that yeah. you don't know that. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's insane. My, it's a funny story. My uncle, you know, he knows an outdoor game, ice batter. He goes, you get a, you get a hat trick and I'll give you $1,000. <sighs> I'm like, okay, like, just kind of blew it off the side. <laughs> I remember I, I scored the third one. I got back to the bench. And I, I lived with Sean Boudria. And okay. He, he, no, he, he was there. And he said, because Mitch, like, you won the money, and I, I didn't even think about it. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I did. And he he had three assists on all the goals. I was like, I'll give you hundred dollars. That's move amazing. On. Yeah, good was, for you. It was good. That's crazy. A hat trick in the game in front of eighteen thousand people. Eighteen thousand. Holy yeah. shit! And That's I was incredible. still like on cloud nine, leaving and just. just I'm doing, on cloud nine right now. Doing, just talking to you. <laughs> doing the interviews after, like, it's kind of incredible. But, but the funny thing is that game actually too. We were in black and white, yeah. and they were in red. So I'm I'm like colorblind. Are you? I'm like a little colorblind. No, nothing. But it's like enough, right? And so then, what I'm, color is this box? <laughs> we're not doing this. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do this every day with my friends. We're not doing this. We're moving on. But on there, I remember there's a five on three power play, and we had it. And I remember come taking the puck over our zone. Yeah. I knew someone was behind me, but I thought it was a guy on our team. So I go to open up and try to make a pass to him. Next thing you know, he levels me, and I'm on my ass looking up at the sky and thinking. What the hell? Like, why did my teammate just hit me? Oh, you thought- and I look at him. He was the other team. I'm like, oh, you're kidding. That's amazing. Yeah. How you're colorblind? Yeah. How have you like since birth? I really only noticed it about, I want to say four, four or five years ago. Like, lucky enough, hockey. There's normally like a dark team and a white team, so I, I never really had to do with anything. But me and my, me and my buddy Derek Gentile, we were out the mall just playing the little arcade games or whatever. Yeah. He won some like whistles or something, just something little. And he goes, "Oh, what whistle do you want?" And so I'll like give me the blue one. And he said, "No, like, there's no blue one. Like, what whistle do you want?" And I was like, "Stop, like screwing around with me. Like, just give me the blue one." And he goes, 
no, seriously, there's, there's no blue whistle. <gasps> and then ever since then, it was just like, what color is this? What color is that? No way. Yeah. It was, it was actually, it was a purple whistle, and I, I thought it was a blue one. Wow. Yeah. Does it affect any other part of your life? No. Other than just buddies chirping you? Nothing at all. That's it. Other than getting getting hit on a five on three in yeah. the outdoor game. Yeah. Did you have a hat trick at that point? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. That's what I was, I was like, okay, like maybe I can get the third one here in the five on three. But, <laughs> no. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy, crazy. How old are you? 22? 22. Man, you got some cool stories at the age of 22. Usually the best <laughs> stories in life come around 40, 50 when you're in I your hope, Hopefully you're, they keep getting better. Hopefully. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. 18,000. Even the Ottawa Senators don't get 18,000. No. I think most most rinks only hold 14 to 15. Yeah. Because I was I was lucky enough to play in that Videotron Center against when I was 16. It would have been the old Coliseum, actually. Yeah, and I played in there. Pee Wee Tournament. Oh, incredible rink. I never incredible. played it. I never played it. Pa- Did you play? I was. We played them when I was 16 in the second round playoffs. Was it, it was packed? It was. They even like during O'Cannon, they make a bunch of noise. They get the noise makers know, yeah, going. Yeah. They're all on their feet. And I'm like, I have like goosebumps like on the on the bench. You're right? 16. 16. I'm yeah. like, there's a couple of times they're like cheering for the team. Like, okay, I'll get like caught like cheering for them too. And, yeah. You know, stop, stop, <laughs> wrong team. Like, <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so sick. That's a great rink. Um, okay, yeah. Let's let's talk about the transition from junior to U sports. Probably one of the best leagues, if not the best league in Canada outside the NHL. I think. Um, I'm assuming there was other teams that were offered, interested in you other than SMU. What uh, what did SMU do to kind of sweep you off your feet other than the new rink? Yeah, I think you kind of, like I said earlier, you're coming in last year and you're, you're hearing from all, a couple of the coaches are calling you and they're they're saying what they have. They're, and you're talking to the old teammates, their pros and cons of each school. Yeah. SMU was always high up on my list and on where I wanted to go. So there was a final three schools that I really narrowed it down to and SMU was obviously there and, I've known Trevor and Tyler since I was probably about 14, 15 years old, just coming up in the summer skating with them. And I had a couple of buddies on the team already and with new rink and everything. I have some family here in Halifax, closer to home. I think it just, it just made sense yeah. for me to come to St. Mary's. I loved everything about it, and I don't regret my decision at all. Yeah. It's hard to with that rink and the people that are in the organization. Absolutely. Have they named Noggs the head coach yet, or is he still yeah. interim? He's, he, they I, named I, interim, I interim think, head coach? I think it's yeah. interim. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah. sure he'll – after this year, you'll get it and move on and be there for a couple of years at least. Yeah. Like, who else are you going to give that to? No, exactly. Um, who are you living with? Are you living with Welsh right now? I am. Me and How's Maddie that going? We moved in. No, it's good. We haven't gotten any too serious fights yet. Oh, God. So that's good. What are you guys going to fight about? We actually had a little, not an, uh, we had a little dispute, I guess. Last, Fo- food? No. Last Thursday, I think I had the, I had the Thursday night football, right? Season opener. Oh, boy. I throw the, I'm at the football game, my laptop. And, Hey Matt, like, do you care if I just throw it on the television or whatever? Just he said, "Oh yeah, just like keep the noise down." What do you keep the noise down? Like season <laughs> open football. Like what do you mean? He's, oh, I got to study. Like I got to I have to do schoolwork. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> the first night of classes and you got to worry about schoolwork. Like it's better it better not be like this all year. Like, Such a model citizen. He's gonna he's gonna get into you. He's gonna figure. Oh, he's know. gonna turn you into a good guy. I'm sure you're a good guy, <laughs> yeah, but no. you'll be giving blood out every Sunday not, or something <laughs> at the church. Yeah, yeah. doing it good. Uh, no, so that that was really our only dispute. So I think, other than that, no. Like I said, he takes the school very seriously, and hats off to him. You guys downtown? You guys close to the rink? Yeah, close, we're we're on McLean Street. I think it's like two blocks from from school. Or you just walk to the rink. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, two minute walk. De- December. Uh, she said they started. They had a start date. Well, she I think said it's it. January. 
fifth or sixth, somewhere around that. They're, yeah. hoping, they're hoping for a 20, 22 game season. Better than nothing. Hundred percent. I'll 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 definitely take that. You know what I mean? Putting the ice in this week, and a lot of the guys are done quarantining Friday. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Team event Saturday, and hopefully back to working out and being on the ice next week. Yeah. How do you like the the short schedule? You like it? I do. I like I a lot more practice time. So there's there's obviously there's time the times for practice where you can get better, improve your game. Yeah. Whatever it is, your shot skating. I I I I enjoy competing. I I like to play in the game. So yeah. I I did miss the like the sixty eight game regular season, but it is long for sure. Yeah. And, but even even the thirty game, I think I felt more just just as worn down as yeah in the university game than than junior. Like you said, you're you're play, that jump from junior hockey to AUS is just as big as from midget to major junior, and if yeah. not if not bigger, right? You're playing against twenty four twenty five year olds and every shift you're on the ice you better wrap your head up and you better be ready to battle right yeah some of the shots and practice that i heard bounce off the glass were just like whoa like a little snapshot from the top of the circle and it just hit the glass and it just echoed throughout the rink you're like holy shit that's that guy can shoot that a puck. guy can shoot a puck and you know you know you see one guy shoot a puck and you're you're hesitant to kind oh. of get in front of that or put your foot in front of it and you gotta be you gotta be careful it was incredible some of the like the practice i was watching you guys go like uh who, who do we had so johnson was going and who else will we mic up? Uh, Rap, um, I can't pronounce his last name. Rapapore? Rapachi. Rapachi. Rapachi, sorry. Rapachi, yeah. Uh, so some of those practices were just so intense. I don't know if it's because they had the mic on, but it was just crazy to watch. No, yeah. It's it's like it just it wasn't because of the mic was on. They are like that every day. And I mean, they're Johnny and Patrick are great guys, too. They're, they'll, have the, they'll have the most fun of it in between drills, but you blow that whistle, they're ready to compete and get better every day. Did you surprise yourself at all going into this season? Like, obviously, it's your first year in the team, first year in the league. You don't really know how you're going to, you know, do. Did you surprise yourself when you're putting these numbers up? I did a bit, yeah. I think coming out of midget and junior, I think, obviously, was a huge was a huge step for any kid. And I think it, that kind of took me as, as a shock. And then, yeah. okay, I got to start taking my weight training more seriously. I got to be ready for this i gotta be i gotta be ready ready physically because i i do trust myself and my my talent and that but Mm. physically i wasn't i wasn't ready coming out of midget to junior then this year i think i had a really good summer and i was i really wanted to make an impact right away yeah i did i did i didn't think i was gonna do that good to be honest but i I was i was happy to to be able to contribute to the team as as much as i did what do you i know i asked you this the first question of the podcast but what do you think it was for the points you like you found the net well you were you were open you had good line mates I got a line mates is I think obviously is a huge thing. Even even all the forwards, they were they were everybody has brought something different to the team than okay. what other guys. But just so it's it, really anybody in their forwards, it was they were kind of easy to play with in a way. Yeah, but I think line mates would always help, and confidence is a huge thing. I think I I started pretty hot early, and I was just lucky enough to keep my confidence all the way the rest of the season. Yeah. No, it's a good season. I'm I'm. I'm I was disappointed that I didn't get out to watch more games last year, because especially with the new rink and stuff. Yeah. But when we saw you guys play at uh, the U Sports Nationals, there it was unbelievable. It was a great quality of hockey, so fast. It's just a shame that it had to get shut down, uh, especially yeah. with Steinies last year too. Nobody really knew that too, uh, kind of going into it. Obviously, yeah, he definitely knew, or maybe not. I shouldn't say that, but I bet he knew. Yeah, you I, know? I don't know. I can't really yeah talk on be on be on his half, but even just Nationals, we. We obviously won that quarterfinal game. We were going to the semifinals. It would have been Saturday, Saturday afternoon. I think we we peaked at the right moment. And we we were playing our best hockey. Oh. Everybody was healthy. Everything was going our way. That we had a, we had a great job for us, and 
just just the way it ended for us that way it was I thought we had a really good chance of winning that national championship last year and just the way it ended was upsetting is there it's going to be happening this year as well too though isn't it do you know Somewhere? Um, I thought they might have been doing it in Halifax again. No, it's no? in Prince Edward Island. Prince Edward Island. Yeah, UPI is hosting, but hopefully they're, they're able to find a way for a national championship. But we'll hope so. I know. Everyone's just kind of like working or living on the whim. It's like, can we do this? I don't know. I feel yeah. like no one has an answer. It's just the guy who's at the top that goes, I guess, yeah, yeah go I, for it. I guess he can do it. Yeah. Just give it or have fun. Exactly. How's uh, how's the online school going? I know it was never an online learner. How do you find us? Yeah, it's. I was. I was like, I took a couple online classes in junior, so yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. able to kind of get used to it that way. But it is different. It's a lot different than rather than going in class. Yeah. You just, you just have to be a lot more self motivated and determined yeah. to do it more than rather than having a set a, a set time to do it every day, right? Do you have Do you have any classes that you go into? I have one. It's um, communications class. You log into a Zoom class every day, and then my other my other four classes are just there's here's a here's work for a week. Have them completed by Sunday. Also, the one class you don't even like. I mean, physically go. Oh in. no, no. There's no physically. You're in. No, you're nothing at all. Everything's online. Is that for every school? Like um, no, uh, Saint of Acts in Acadia. They're they're going back to in classes. I th- I think they're the only two that I know of going okay. back in classes. Yeah, it must be weird for some kids that like don't know how to learn that way or can't learn that way that it's, need to be in to class. Be like, for sure. It would be tough to be that guy. Like you're in bed, you're watching Netflix, and you don't have to get up. You can just do your work in oh, bed. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm gonna watch some Netflix or something. Yeah, I'm it's bad tough. Yeah. Oh, me too. It's yeah. bad. And my little brother, he's he's just starting university this year, back home at CBU, and just hopefully he's he's a smart kid. I'll, Is he? Yeah. Was he studying? Hope, He's doing business. Oh yeah, he's a smart kid, but hopefully he's not going to listen to this or anything. But <laughs> no, he's he's a little too smart for his own being. So I'm sure he'll be fine with it. But it's 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 going to be a huge adjustment for sure, going from in school to online. How many brothers do you have? I have two brothers. Are you one old? younger and one older? Oh, you're right time. in the middle. I am. Do you guys have to like scrounge for like the last steak on the plate and stuff like that? <laughs> it's like, no, you it's like... nothing too bad. <laughs> that, no. Other than that, we we get along really good, so it's good. Do they play hockey? They they both played hockey when they were little, but then they they kind of they just gave it up. They they, oh, yeah. they, they my younger brother plays basketball, soccer, tennis. We all played tennis growing up. All played soccer. Like we all just were multi sport kids, and they just hockey wasn't their thing. Oh yeah, were your were your parents active too? Yeah, my mom played university soccer at Saint of X. No way. And my dad played university hockey at CBU. No way. Yeah. No, my dad is he's a pretty good hockey player himself. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even when I go, we go, I play with them at Christmas time every every. I love those skates for Thursday nights. Yeah. And like it's like, it's not it's not like a normal pickup game. Like it's a little small small burn and in Cape Breton, back in back in Sydney, yeah, and it's it's fun. No, they they go hard. I I say the yeah the first thirty minutes is great, but the the last thirty minutes slows down pretty good. <laughs> They're but all sweating the booze out from the Christmas drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love those family skates with everyone. Yeah, no, Christmas time, a lot man. Of fun. It's great time. Yeah. My mom's from Cape Breton, actually. She, uh, what part of Cape Breton? I should know this. She went to like Riverside High School. Where's that? Yeah. Riverview High yeah, School. Probably Sydney River. Sydney River. Yeah. Sydney where's River. where's how far is that from Sydney? I'm from Sydney. Sydney and Sydney River are probably five ten minutes. Oh, so it's really close. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get on the highway. It's probably five minute drive tops. Yeah. I love that drive out there, especially this time of year, like fall going out there. Yeah, I the remember trail is beautiful. When I was. Uh, what was it? It was Moosehead's trial. It was maybe my first year, and we played against Cape Breton up in Cape Breton. It was this time of year, like 
training camp, whatever. Yeah. And we just drove up, and I just remember one. It was just a great drive. Just it was yeah, a weird really thing. Nice. I always remember that one drive, just yeah. going because it was the first time ever I was on the Mooseheads bus, and it was a big deal to me. And we're going driving to Cape Breton. The leaves were colored. I was like, yeah. oh, this is a great fucking time. Yeah, life's good. <laughs> bus trips never that bad after all. <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. that bad after all. Exactly. Well, when you get like, back then, they had a sick. Uh, well, they just got a new one, actually, the Mooseheads. But back then, I, I've never been on, like, it was, it was like a nice, comfy, you know, no, no, Q yeah. bus. Yeah. It was a good time. What is, you know, as a bus, you guys got a nice. We have a bus, yeah. We have a nice bus, too. Very comfy. A lot of room between seats. and Wi-Fi? No, no Wi-Fi, actually. Yeah. No. Up the budget there. Come on, Steiny. <laughs> yeah. I guess Steiny's gone. Yeah, he fought on, for maybe it. Maybe Nog's going to come in and get us a Wi-Fi Get a little Wi-Fi on the bus. Yeah, for schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever stay, like, overnight, or you just drive back? Um, like sometimes any- we go up and we'll play Moncton. Saturday night, then UMB. We'll be sorry, Friday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, something we'll stay that night, but most of the, most times it's up and back. Yeah, I never, I didn't mind the overnight stay. Found it good to rest, especially if you had a back to back. But I guess you don't have many back to backs. No, I think I think we guys. only did it twice. I think. Did you like the Quebec road trips, the long ones? I love them actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once once that first bus trip's out of the way and you're there. Yeah. You only have about three to four hours in between after that which yeah. I'm, I'm used to driving from sydney to halifax my whole life so i loved it i think i love being on the road with the guys and just everything yeah. about it. It, was, it was a lot of fun the whole time are you a bus guy can you sleep on the bus or what do yeah, you do yeah I, I right away i think I, I get on the outside seat and i just put my head against the window and throw, out. throw the headphones in and I'm, I'm gone to sleep i'm jealous i could never do that ever oh it's the worst other than that, and I'm probably I'm either sleeping or playing cards on the bus or watching Netflix. So the bus time goes by pretty quick for me. Bus culture, man, it's crazy. There's so many things and little tricks that you can do to get by. But I remember, like, the, I love like the behind the scenes aspects of like YouTube videos of like teams in the states and even the NHL. But NHL, obviously, they're flying. But I love the travel aspect of it. And there's some kids in junior in the states. I think it's the USHL that will go on like two week road trips mm-hmm. across the states to play. It's incredible what they have to do at that level, like junior. It's craziness. Yep. So when I, my 20 year in Cape Breton, we had, we had a two week road trip. Did you? Yeah, we because um, Cape Breton's the most travel in CHL. They Is have, it? They have the most travel in CHL. I did not know so that. So to eliminate one of the two Quebec road trips, they make they combine them. So that we go okay. we go play three and four days. I think it's like third Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or yeah. Thursday, whatever it is, and then we have like Monday to Wednesday off. Then we'll play again Thursday, yeah. Saturday, Friday, whatever it is. Yeah. So it was it was it was a fun two weeks. So we 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 had a break in between. Yeah. So I was able to go. Our last game was in Sherbrooke, so I was able to go back to my old billets in Gatineau to stay there for two to three days. The billet relationship with so many guys, I never experienced it, but it seems like a great little thing to have. It's like a home base all across Canada. Absolutely, I, I I was lucky enough everywhere I went. I I had great billets and I keep I still keep in touch with all of them. Yeah, which is I actually just got a card in the mail from my very first billet in Charlottetown. No just, way. Yeah, they found out me and Maddie were in an apartment, so they sent us a nice little gift for our apartment. Yeah, <laughs> That's amazing. Nice yeah, no, they're great. People. I had a buddy who played in Gatineau, and he said that his billet family lived right on a golf course. It was unreal. Wow. And they're just yeah. out there chipping away every day. Yeah, my, like, my 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 billets in Bathurst. There was a like a golf course, a golf course in the backyard. Yeah. So I think game six, I remember my buddy came up to watch the watch the final, and yeah. we were all chipping and putting before game six at President Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. You're chipping before, staying calm. <laughs> exactly. That's so fun. Yeah. Damn it. What do you think's more rewarding, the President's Cup or Mem Cup? Oh wow. Um, I think both. I I couldn't. Oh. Really, I I I don't know. I'm gonna be cheesy here. I, <laughs> I, I'd say both. I think both. We were able to win. 
the president cup on home ice yeah in front of city of bathers and that was incredible but then even just going away in, in Regina, then beating the home team in, in the final was yeah. incredible at the same time. I think a lot of the families were up too. So the party afterwards, you were with all the guys, obviously, with all the, like, the families. We, we had a kind of big room, which was which was really nice for that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially when you're away too. you got to get everyone together. It's a good time. Where was the Mem Cup again at, sir? Regina. Regina, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it Regi- when, when the Mooseheads won it, where was it? You should know that when the Mooseheads won Saskatoon, Saskatoon, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was the fan base out in the Mem Cup when you were there? Was it packed? Really good, yeah. Was I think it? Most games were all packed. Okay, yeah. I remember when the Mooseheads played, and there was a couple games where it was like it wasn't packed. It always pisses me off when they go to events outside of Halifax, and it's just not packed. You, you know what Halifax can be, and you're just like, if it's in Halifax, what are you doing? It'll be packed. Yeah, Why I was lucky enough there? to drive up and watch some of the Memorial Cup games in Halifax. Got some tickets for, and oh yeah. Just the atmosphere with every game. Even Halifax wasn't even playing. Just oh. phenomenal. People love hockey here. Yeah. Like, just love it. Did you have fun playing at the Metro Center? I guess Scotiabank Center when you played here. Was it called Metro Center when um, you? No, you were Scotiabank Center. I, I, I don't even remember. I still call it the Metro Center. Yeah, Metro Center. Were I the think, seats orange when you played here? They were, yeah. Okay. I think I think the I can't. I think the I think the second year they, they switched them over. Okay. My second year. But I, 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 the green seats, they were just more intimidating, I found. Really? Yeah, you come in, you look at the green seats. I don't know what it was. It just, it was just more intimidating. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind either. It's the same thing with you with the Mem Cup and President's Cup. I just, they were both equally okay with me. I didn't mm-hmm. mind them. Some players said that they complained about not seeing the puck with the orange seats. Like okay. if a puck was flipped up in the air. I remember a couple games, some guys were complaining like, ah, I hate these orange sheets. Uh, and I never noticed any difference with no, them. I think once you, once you're in the game, Everything you kind of block it out and you just yeah just back back to hockey. Right? You don't even realize you're in front of people. No, exactly. You're just playing. That makes a high Morse coming on the podcast on Monday, and I can't wait to ask him that question. Just what was it like playing in an empty rink? Did it have a feel? Like yeah. what did it? You know, it just because on TV they do a really good job. They with, do like, they have like the fan audio and yeah, they do a really good job. So I wonder if like that's like in the rink at all, or if it's just on television. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I was skating with Logan Shaw the past two weeks. Oh, were you? Yeah just over in the at the civic over there and he said the same thing just it's it's hockey i think yeah every now and then you'll notice the fans but at the end of the day you're you're playing and just yeah it's hockey yeah you don't even notice it it's hard to explain as well no exactly you think if you're in front of you know eighteen thousand people you're gonna notice but you're just still focused on the puck exactly. or just like a bunch of rats chasing like a mouse like just <laughs> you gotta get it yeah no yeah i forgot shaw was up there too he's in winnipeg yeah he got games in two up there in yeah, the bubble he played in a couple yeah yeah he did yeah I couldn't imagine being bonus right now. Like, what, what did he say? Two, probably three weeks ago. He goes, you know, if if you're watching this at home, it looks fun. But trust me, being in this bubble is tough. It's not what yeah. it looks like. I couldn't imagine. It's like when I saw him cheering yesterday. You know, he won. He's going to the Stanley Cup final. He's pumped. So I wonder how much in the back of his head is he like, oh, I don't care about being in the bubble now. I'm yeah. at the Stanley Cup finals. Definitely. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I'll yeah. stay here forever. Exactly. You know, it's like a, such a different uh, comparison. You're like, yeah, I don't mind being here now. No, I agree. Especially when you're playing for a Stanley Cup. <sighs> I think it's. I think every, every single guy would take the sacrifice absolutely especially if you're yeah like i said stanley cup final and a guy like bonus how many years has he been in the nhl many years okay that's a great answer playing <laughs> playing and coaching yeah. like when you showed me that video yesterday of him in 92 93 yeah. coaching the ottawa senators on yeah. a 10 10 game winning 
What did he, he won ten games the entire year? Ten games. This, yeah, where he's doing this head thing. Yeah, he's doing his chicken and then he's hitting the. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like about to go into a Stanley Cup Finals like twenty <laughs> years later. You're like, that's dedication Paid to your craft. Sure. That's the thing. Yeah, I met him this year for the first time. He's got like a beautiful house, like you know that like uh, cottage style, like the wooden. What's it called? Like Nantucket style house. Yeah. He got dead on the water. Beautiful setup, and you're just like, yeah, this is years and years of hard work just yeah. coming together. But no, it's uh, it's gonna be cool to see how it comes together. I think it'll be Tampa to meet them. I think so too. Just with the series lead they got on now, and they're just so skilled. I think too, and yeah. they're so deep. Hedman's incredible. This playoffs and Point and Kucherov, it's they're they're so hot. It's, it's gonna be tough to beat them. It's gonna be a good finals. Like I, when as soon as Toronto was out, Pittsburgh was out, Montreal was out. Colorado was out. I was like, I'm not watching this. But then after just kind of keeping up with this Dallas series, I'm like, no, no, no. This is great hockey. Oh, absolutely. It's like it it's, it's intense. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to watch. And like you said, the the NHL has done a great job of creating that background noise. Yeah. But that's what I want to ask Kai more. I'm like, did that is, is the background noise in the rink, or if someone scores, is a dead silence? You notice it, or you know? Even, yeah. Yeah. So Shaw's in Halifax right now, is he? He's back in Halifax. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to him. We got to get him on the podcast. We'll try to get him on. Um. What's the plan from now all the way till you said January fifth? January fifth or sixth. So yeah. you're just gonna be skating, staying in class, working out, exactly, and just keeping yeah. busy. There's no like actual set plan. Just I don't I don't think so. I no. mean maybe Nox is trying to figure something out. I think I'm sure he has a plan on what he wants to do with our team. But as I think we start next week, I believe work it out to practice. Yeah. Obviously school. I think probably the big thing we don't gotta play games for another three or four months right so you got to keep the guys entertained and interested and focused right and that's, yeah it's a tough job to do but i'm sure Nox is he's a good <laughs> good smart coach i'm sure he'll figure out a way to go paintballing or something exactly you figure yeah. it out yeah that's the thing though you must be itching just to get back oh. how many months has it been eight six months eight months since you played yeah march i think march 13th was the last game or something oh like, just getting ready to drop the puck and play right? i know yeah that's the thing there's such a difference between like hockey in shape and then game in shape i found whenever i was injured and i practiced i felt good you know i'm in shape then that first game that first shift second shift you're just huffing and puffing first period's over you think, yeah you think you played two games by now exactly yeah like there's such a difference up between it yeah you got to get out you, there and you play. work so hard in the gym and on the bike and running but there's just there's just a difference than game shape than being in shape Someone came on the podcast and said, I think it was Bonner Chuck, and he was just like, yeah, all this extra work that goes in, but you really just have to go out and play the game. But he's like, he said, there's so many extra skill coaches. And he's like, I don't see anyone putting in like extra work to when he's talking about the younger generation. Yeah. And then at the end, he was just like, you just have to play the game to get better, and you have to play it hard. So it's interesting how like in order to get better, realistically, you got to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, yeah, you can work on your shot. You can do a bunch of stuff, but, you know, you got to get better. You, you got to play. game situations, and yeah. you got to kind of go through it. Yeah. Do you ever find that the first year junior when you're 16 years old that in order to get better you needed more reps? Maybe you were like when you started you were on the fourth line. And you're like, okay, I'm doing all right. But like how did it work when you were 16 going in to yeah. find reps? We, I kind of came into we, we were pretty good when I was 16. Yeah. We were middle of the pack team. And I was kind of stuck in the fourth line. Maybe there's an injury. I'd, I'd kind of move up to a top six for yeah. a game or two. But mostly in the fourth line. And my agent, just he said there's for a guy to break into the major junior, you need 300 shifts. So once, once you kind of get 300 shifts, then you're kind of you're used to the league, and that's when you kind of can kind of take off and show what you got. But you need those 300 shifts in order to kind of be used to junior hockey. I wonder what that math is. 300 shifts, like how many per, how many shifts does an average person get in a game? Yeah, that's, no idea. And then you got to 
divide that by 300 and then that's how many games 300 shifts i like that rule though because you do need reps you do 100 percent. you have to you can watch all the video you want and you can go and practice but you need those in-game reps where you're in situations that you, you can't just draw up and practice right yeah it's, you got to be in the game and kind of going through it how quick did the confidence come to you when you were 16 did it take those 300 shifts like yeah, your first couple I've, games like I, confidence is huge and i was 16 yeah. and I, I only put up 11 points, I think, my, in my first year in, in the queue. And that obviously hurts confidence a bit, and you want to be able to produce right away. But you're, you're playing against guys three, four, five years old against you. you yeah. It, it's, it is going to take some time, and you, you just kind of kind of keep working with it and trust the process and keep grinding, right? Did you like to preach that when you played junior and you saw a 16-year-old 16 16 year come in? Yeah, I think because I went through it, right? Yeah. So I was able to kind of tell them my story and what happened with me. and Yeah. But I think when you're 16, some old 20-year-old guy's telling you that, you think, no, just yeah. fuck off. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to start putting points up, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, like it's hard when you're telling 16-year-olds to trust the process. Right? I know, it's tough. No patience back then. No, and I was, I was the same way, for sure. I wanted to come in and do the best I could right away, and I wasn't doing the best, and I, I wanted to keep going, right? You're, yeah. Everybody's competitive, right? Yeah, and it's great how you did it this year. The first year in SMU, you had all the confidence, and you went in and proved a name. For yourself at this level it's a good look and with that good look at this level i hate to bring it up but pro hockey yeah do you ever think about it like i know it might be uncomfortable for you to talk about because you play for smew but there's always that thing in the back of your mind pro hockey just what do you think about it no absolutely i think even when i was trying to decide a, a university team i was i was telling trevor look trevor like 100 percent, i'm gonna come i'll, I'll give you 100 100 percent of myself yeah. for the team and but look my goal is to play pro hockey someday. It's not to come play university, which university is a great league. I'm, I'm happy playing it, but my goal is to play pro hockey someday. And there is a, I'm still trying to get there at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So, and they understand that as coaches, that's no, their, that was their dream one day, you 100%, know, and they're they're That's what they said. They're look, I'm, that's great. Like I want you to come in and have that mindset and yeah. I'm going to the best I can to get you there. You got to be honest with them. But I think at the end of the day, they know that everyone's there to eventually play pro hockey one day. 100%. But as yeah. long as you walk into the office and you're just up front, you're like, yeah, this is what I'm here to do. I'm yeah, going to have fun. It's it's great league. There's you oh. guys mature so much, and you see how many guys sign to go over and pro play pro hockey after. Tons. So, like, Welsh, just big Welsh, Nick yeah. Welsh, he just signed over in Slovakia, and there's a couple other guys around the league signing and going pro in Europe. Yeah. and So it, it can't happen for sure. How many more years till you have a, a degree? Uh, one, it's like a year and a half left. Okay. I was able enough to take a lot in junior. Okay. Not as much as, as Maddie, but <laughs> you know, I, I, I was able to do a, do a couple to get a good head start on it. There's some junior – excuse me. There's some horror stories coming out of junior hockey where guys took classes and they just – the credits equaled over to nothing when they went to Smew or Dal or something. Yeah. Like – I had a couple of buddies who played for like the Lewiston Maniacs, and remember, do you know that? Remember that team? Yeah. yeah. And like they went, and like they took classes like yoga, guitar, like uh, uh, just some other stuff that just completely did not equal anything to Smew or Dal or anything like that. Yeah. They, they had to do like another extra year in school because no, they just wasted. My parents it. always enforced education on me, which. At the time, I was thinking, oh, like, give me a break or whatever, but yeah. I was, I was ha I'm happy that they did it. And I had a great um, bill, uh, not a bill, an uh, education advisor over in Charlottetown. Did you? Yeah, Julie McCabe was her name. I still keep in touch with her. Shout out to Julie. Yep, yeah, Julie. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> and she just put us on the right path. And 
kind of enforced it in school, school yeah. and I'm, I'm glad she did. It's a great setup you guys got in the queue for your education package. Absolutely. Like it's unbel- I hate how people are kind of shitting on it right now, but you guys have a great, great, great system. As long as you play the games and you put in your time there, you're going to get an education, a free education. Yeah, That's definitely. cool. No, it is. It's it's really it's a great thing. Yeah, it's great how they do it for sure. And it's such a cool. Like I sometimes I'll shit on junior hockey and I'll preach the, I'll I'll say like NCAA route's a great way, way to go. I just when I say these things, I say like in order to if you're not going to be that 16 year old, 17 year old in the queue, it's okay to wait and go that NCAA option and still get an education. Because yep. how many guys do you and I know that were just late bloomers and didn't really turn it on until they were 18, 19 years old? We were actually talking you know about I mean? in, in the gym this morning. I work out with me, um, Evan Fitzpatrick, Igor Sokolov, um, Michael Leary, and Drake Batherson. And obviously Drake, same thing, late bloomer. Come Bantam midget time, me and Mike were, you know, we were we were good at that age. And Drake yeah. was obviously good, but he was he was small. Yeah. And then he, he finally grew, and now he's playing for the Ottawa Senators in the NHL, right? So it just it, more guys take time than other guys. And he's obviously he's a hell of a hockey player now and so, I'm sure he's gonna have a bright future in the NHL. That's a guy who's itching to get back and play some hockey. Yeah, is he that's a, a guy. Yeah. You I, know what I, I mean? I joined some skates with him all in like the three on three in zone and some of the most competitive hockey I've, I've played in a long time. Who said that? Uh, Liam O'Brien said that. Yeah. He's like, it's, uh, like, some of the hockey I've been playing here is better than anywhere I've ever played. Absolutely. Just tight cores. Some of the guys are so skilled up there, too, and it's just you watch what he can do with the puck, and it's 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 foolish, to be honest with you. Have you been on the ice with Baron, Justin? No. He was, no? When I came up, he was back with the Mooseheads. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, that was what Liam was saying, that Baron, just is, he's a hockey player. Like He's going to be yeah. an NHL player. Like He's the real deal. Yeah, I, I would have played against him in June. You can, you, even when he was 16, 17, you can tell how smooth he was. And yeah. You can just tell he's going to be a hockey player. And then same with, have you ever played against Morgan? Did you play yeah. with Morgan? I played Quebec? against Morgan, yeah. Against Morgan. Against Morgan. He, he, he'd be my age. Growing up, I would have yeah, played against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York could have used him this year, man. Holy smokes. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that family hopefully blossom. That'll be sick. For sure. There's just so much talent coming up and around here. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's a good time, especially, you know, Cape Breton and, you know, everywhere else. Everywhere else you look, it's like, all right, this guy won a Mem Cup. All right, this guy won a President's Cup. All right, now this guy's playing here. He just put up 60 points. And you're like, where are they from? And you're like, oh, he's from down the road. And I just, I didn't open my eyes until, you know, maybe three years ago when we started this company. It's crazy how yeah. many people are just in and around here. No offense, but like, you know, I didn't know of you until like two years ago. I didn't, no, you know, like, but it's crazy when you open your eyes and you look at the people and the skill set that's around here. The world class. It's oh, cool. Definitely for sure. It's yeah. a great, it's a great thing that's happening around here. Um, plans the rest of the day. What are you doing? I'm actually, I got to go home. I got to, I got to cook some supper. And then a teammate, Joel Bishop's actually flying in. So oh I, yeah, I'm going to pick him up at the airport. He needed a ride, so I'm going to get him. Carolina, Joel Bishop. That's who does he no, play his for? His brother. Joel's on. Joel's with us at St. Mary's. Okay. His older brother Clark is a uh, Carolina, Carolina prospect. prospect. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another example. See, there you go. Two more people. Exactly. Boy, Two he's flying he's, in right now, eh? Yeah, he's probably on the probably on the plane now. Actually. What time is his flight land? I think it's five o'clock. Maybe oh, so you got tons of time. I got time. Oh yeah. Well, is she home right now? What are you cooking for dinner? I I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a last-minute decision, I think. He's probably doing some schoolwork, so he's probably not cooking right now. I get anxiety when you say schoolwork. I just, oh. oh. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> we still got work to do, Mark, around here. Oh, it's yeah. not just yeah. not schoolwork. Well, it's still important, though. Yeah. Just how do you, as important. What's that? Just as important. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. How do you how do you like in the podcast setup so far, Mark? Oh, yeah, it's great. Yep. Monitor everything, make sure everything's good. I mean, you were telling me beforehand how sometimes you weren't able to enjoy the conversation as much as you should have because you had worried about, oh, the cameras and the mics, but now... 
that that's my job to worry about that. Well, yeah, I was saying like because <laughs> when I used to do the podcast, and sometimes I wouldn't even be listening to the guest speak because in my head I'm worried to make sure that's recording, that's recording, and this is going because I'm worried about everything else yeah. that's going on around us. So Mark's our first full time employee, so he's able to handle all of it, so oh, I can awesome. actually listen to what you're saying. Yeah, it's a milestone podcast. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. milestone <laughs> first. Yeah, but yeah, it's good times. Um, what about when you're, when it's all said and done, I don't want to say it's all said and done anytime soon, but like, you know, do you have any aspirations outside of hockey that you want to accomplish? I think obviously, like, like I said, my parents are huge on education. I do yeah. want to get my degree. I think I'm yeah. going to major in accounting. Accounting? Yeah. So whether the job comes after that, but I, I've been, I've loved, I've loved hockey ever since I was three, four years old. Yeah. If there's a way that I can, I can stay into hockey later on after my, my playing days, yeah. I, I, I would love to be able to do that, whether it's coaching scouting or whatever it is i would love to be able to stay in accounting stay in hockey. Exactly. there's there's so many jobs within hockey it's crazy yeah, absolutely my buddy just got a dentistry degree or like he, he was in school for like eight years for to be a dentist he was just sitting in his office one day the mooseheads called him and said hey do you want to be our dentist <laughs> and he's like the dentist mooseheads he, he, you know it's just there's so many opportunities in hockey yeah, this no, is an definitely. opportunity in hockey you know yeah absolutely you know there, there's so many aspects of it you can make a career out of Especially a guy like you that has so many stories. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, and you can be an accountant too. No, man. Wouldn't be all too bad. What's that? Wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad. Wouldn't be bad at all. Your no. budget and balances for like millions of dollars. The Toronto Maple <laughs> Leafs one day. <laughs> their private jet going on. Their stick yeah. budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? No, it's assets on the right. Assets on the left. Assets on the left. Yeah. What's on the right? Liabilities. Liabilities on the fuck. See, this is why I'm in my basement doing a podcast because I couldn't nail that oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many classes are you in right now? I'm in five. Oh, that's a big yeah. load. Full class load, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, as long as you're a good learner online and you're self motivated, exactly. I got sounds couple, like an advantage. I have a lot of friends in classes too, so we're able to help each other out if we get stuck in. Yeah, which is nice. Can you guys go in the library? Um, I don't think so. No, I think no? I think everything's closed down. I think oh. they're working on certain opening stuff, but yeah. right now if everything's closed. Do you guys have access to the gym, like the tower? No. What? No. So how do you yet. work out right now? I'm over at Pro Edge Sports with. Uh, oh yeah. Pat okay. Dogsby. Sorry, you just said yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm over there right now, but I think I think we're working as a team next week. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you said everyone's out of quarantine. For, I think yeah. I think I think Friday's the last day. I think we're going golf and Saturday as a team. So. Nice. Where are you going? Um. Oh man, I forget the name of the court. Over in Bridgewater, Osprey. Osprey. Oh yeah, Osprey. yeah. Ridge. I was there. I was there like a month ago. It was a good, it's a great course. It's oh, forgiving yeah. on the right and left. Bird. Like it's big fairways. <laughs> it's forgiving. Oh good. No, no it's not I've, I've never played there, so I'm looking forward to. No, it's a good drive. I got a cottage out there in Bridgewater. We get up there like once a week. It's a great time. Oh, awesome. I love it out there. Um, going back to Cape Breton, you're you're staying here. You're not going back anytime. No, I was I was home I was home this weekend actually I was in I was in, last week I was in a golf tournament. Oh yeah. So I went home for yeah we I was I'm a member back home so we we kind of do like a Ryder Cup format at the Cabot. At no, Cabot. it's the Lakes is my the Lakes my, okay. my golf course so we kind of do like a Ryder Cup format first like another course so yeah. that was pretty fun it was kind of first time I ever did something like that. And you're in a tournament that's crazy. Yeah. I thought you said you just started golfing like a couple years ago. Yeah, I did. I I guess I can say I picked it up. And you're quick. good enough to be in a tournament. Yeah, no, they took we had like our club championship. And they took like the top ten golfers and they put a team versus another, versus huh. first another club like a Ryder Cup. You have like a caddy with you? No, I don't, we don't have a caddy. So how do you? Are you, you got a cart or you're carrying your clubs? We have we had a cart. So you, me and like my other partner from our team just kind of went in our cart and I, we're like obviously helping each other out. Yeah. Reading pots or whatever, but it was a lot of fun actually. You have a sponsor? 
I don't. No. We'll sponsor you. Perfect. I'll get high you. button sports. Yeah. We'll get you like a high button polo next time you're out there. Perfect. That's Maybe sick. Get a caddy. Get him in a jumpsuit with. Yeah, high, like that. A bunch of high button. We'll get like a decked out golf cart too, all navy blue, HB all Just around like Tiger it. Tiger and Phil and their and their match their time. Their golf carts are all decked out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. It was it was raining. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was funny. Man, football is bad. You're a big football guy, aren't you? Yeah. I'm, how did it go the first week? I didn't even pay. I, I saw some. I saw some headlines, but how did the first week go? Pretty. I think. I think everything was pretty normal. Yeah, expected. Expected. I, mean, I love watching the like the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes. I think he's just so incredible to watch. Have you been a Chiefs fan before all the Super Bowls or no, the Super not, Bowl? No, it's just you I just, ever since kind of Patty kind of came in. I I like I I just really enjoy watching him, just the stuff he all he does, and yeah, I think he's incredible. So it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's a cool sport. I'm not a huge fan. I've always liked Tom Brady when he wins. Yeah. Didn't he? He lost his first. He did. Yeah, and, and the Pats won. So and the Cam won. I'm, I'm sure Bill Belichick was pretty happy over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be I, – I remember when sports came back on. Well, then when they weren't on, I was like, as soon as sports come back on, I'm not going to take it for granted ever. So I'm going to try to watch some football just because it's on. Just watch it for yeah, the hell of it. Definitely. Same with hockey too. Basketball. or The Raptors are out, but tons of stuff. Anyways, man, we're coming up on an hour here. Do you want to thank anyone before we go? Last minute of the podcast is yours. If you don't want to, you don't have to. If you do, you go for it. No, I think just obviously got to thank my like my parents, my two brothers, always supporting me, family and friends. They've always supported me in the past couple of years and with hockey and everything. And I always say, oh, oh, a big thanks to them. Awesome. All right, Mitchell, thanks for coming on the podcast, no, man. Perfect. I appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the, well, until January 5th. Good luck training and school and getting on the ice. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast. Awesome. Well, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Today's Tuesday. Stay, uh, I don't know why I said that, but anyways, stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy the week. We're out. Peace. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. Where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees, they travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside, it's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game third period. Last game in the playoffs, too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in. The home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good.